Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. This is Reverend Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento, California. My sound tech for Discovering Spirit Within is Cameron Lawson, and he's the reason these podcasts sound as good as they do. So send out a a virtual thanks to him, if you would. He's also the sound tech for a lot of our Sunday services. And we have what we call an order of service. It has everything on it that we're going to do from the beginning to the end. It's got all of the announcements on it. And, you know, who's going to be doing each bit. Some people would actually call that a script, and we call it, but we call it an order of service. And so, obviously, the techs get a copy of this so that they know what we're doing and what order and which mics to turn on and all of that. Well, a couple of Sundays ago, I walked, I went up to him because we were doing something a little bit different. I was doing something differently with the uh, opening prayer. And I walked up to him and I said, okay, here's, here's what's going on. And he said, I don't read the script. I just pay attention. And about five different things went through my head at the same time. The first of which is what a great podcast title and what a great podcast. And of course, then all the different implications of what he had said went running through my head. And I've been thinking about it for several days. I don't read the script. I just pay attention. Wow. And in that moment, he wasn't trying to be insightful. He was just telling me how he works. But oh my goodness, so many different things popped into my head. The first one of which was, uh, that's that's a great podcast. I have to do that. And then I started taking apart what I would talk about if I were doing a podcast with this title. So the first place I went with this is the listening part. Now, Cameron is a musician. He comes from a family of musicians, and he is a sound tech. So listening is a big part of his life, at least when he's working. I don't know what he's a, kind of a listener he is in his personal life. And I've watched the musicians. I've been around a lot of the musicians at Spiritual Life Center, and I'm in there when they're rehearsing on Sundays. And what has struck me so much was I watch them listen, if that makes any sense. I watch them listen to each other, listen to themselves, listen to other things that are going on. And again, I don't know how they listen in their everyday lives, but when they are doing their music, there's a very special kind of listening that goes on. And with Cameron, he is having to make sure that all of the sound levels are right, the right microphones are on at the right time, and knowing who's doing what when. And so when he said this, when he said, I don't read the script, I pay attention, I thought, well, if he has his face in the script, then he's kind of going to not know what's going on, or he'll know what we think we were going to do, but if something changes while we're up there, he won't be on it. So he does have to pay attention. He has to be ready for the shifts and the changes because we're human beings up there following some sort of a pattern that we've written for ourselves that doesn't always work out. On that particular Sunday, I was sharing the opening prayer with someone, which is very different. And the energy from that prayer threw both of us sort of out of our bodies. And when we got to the announcements, we did them okay, but we got confused and we were talking when the other one, one of us was talking when the other one should have been. And if he had been having his face in the script, he wouldn't have been having, I think he probably leaves both mics on during that. At the same time, um, he, he still had to pay attention and it was just, it was, it was hilarious what we were doing, but it all went smoothly because he was paying attention. And from thinking about that kind of listening, 
I went to thinking about scripts and how each of us actually lives from a, lives our lives from a script of some sort or another. And I know I talk about the conscious and the unconscious a lot, but that's what we teach, so that's what I talk about. Well, let's try this out for size. So I do a lot of things that are basically, well, on autopilot, right? I get up, I get things done, I get ready to go out, I get in my car, um, I make sure I've got my keys. None of that is anything that I really have to think very hard about. I just do it because I do it every single day. I might check to see if my keys are in my purse, but not necessarily because I assume they're going to be there and that sort of thing. And so that autopilot can really helps us get around in the world because if we had to be absolutely conscious of everything we did every moment of the day, we'd never get anything done. On the other hand, stuff happens, things change, like in the service, someone might talking when they weren't scheduled to, and maybe the mic's not on. But if you have someone or if you are the one who is paying attention, you can be there for it and you can can deal with it and maybe even be ahead of it if you are listening, if you are paying attention. And we don't pay very much attention to a lot of what we do. We just don't because, well, we live in a culture here in the United States where we're always in a hurry. Well, maybe some some places, not everybody's in a hurry all the time, but certainly where I live, um, this is a hurry, hurry culture. And so we we just keep going and, and in a way we're looking at, we're running by script. I get up, I go to work, I do this thing, I do that thing. Oh, I'm going to do a podcast today. I have to go in there and do the podcast. And this morning I had a slow start and you know what? I paid attention to how I was feeling. And instead of making myself come in here and do a podcast before I was really feeling ready, I took more time this morning and I did other things and I actually did a meditation and um, made some phone calls and took care of some things. And then I came in here to start doing this. And I'm much more comfortable than I would have been if I had tried to force myself to do it at a certain time. I didn't follow my personal script that I've written for Wednesdays. I am going to go in there and I'm going to record by 11 o'clock and it's going to be done and I'm going to have everything out by noon. And there's even no reason for that because nobody else looks at it for a couple of days. But I partly do that to keep myself on, on track to make sure that something gets recorded. And also, I just have a should on my list. And we all live by shoulds. I should be doing this. I must be doing this. And the script is really helpful because it gives us structure. It gives us an idea of where we're going. But when we can also pay attention and see the shifts, it's like when you're driving and you're on a curvy road and it might straight, straighten out for a little bit and then you go back into another set of curves. You need to be paying attention. And it's such a great idea. I don't, I don't read the script. I just pay attention because you know what? That script is already there. It's unconscious. It's, it's running in the back of your brain and you know what you're going to do, you know what you want to do. So it's really about going off of autopilot because autopilot is following the script and it's following the script unconsciously, not paying attention. So the idea is to start to pay attention to the things that you are doing, the things that are coming up and the things that you want to do.
like I said, this isn't about paying absolute attention to every single detail. It's like if you're tying your shoes, you don't say, okay, I'm going to put this lace over this lace and that will make a knot and then I'll do this and then that will make a bow. That's not the kind of, I'm not talking about detail. I'm talking about paying attention to the flow. And I believe that is what Cameron does when he is in his his own flow of managing the sound for an event for a Sunday service is he knows all the things that he has to do. He knows all of the different microphones that are up there and going. He knows which ones are for the musicians, which are set differently than the ones who are for the people who are speaking. He knows who they're assigned to. He knows approx- He knows when they're supposed to talk, but then that becomes approximate. And that's where that attention comes in because he knows it can change. He knows someone can pipe up and start talking when they're not supposed to. He knows all of that stuff. And then what he does is he just lets it be, he gets into the flow of the event and he pays attention to what's going on and he manages it as it comes. And maybe that's what I'm talking about here. It is what I'm talking about here, that um, managing our lives as they come instead of trying to set it out and go, okay, this is the way life is. This is the way life is going to be. This is what's going to happen today. Because you know how many times you plan your day and so many other things happen. But if you're paying attention to those things and how they're happening, you can you can manage them better because you're not thrown off off base so much because you're already in that mode of like, okay, I know the script, the script is running underneath. I'm going to pay attention to what's going on. A simple example might be a commute, tra- traveling from one place to another. Now, if you if you commute to and from work, you have an idea of what the traffic patterns are like. And sometimes you might even check the traffic to see if there are accidents or whatever on the road. But most often people just get in the car and drive. And if you are paying attention, you might notice that, wait a minute, there's a lot of traffic here today. What's going on? And if you pay attention soon enough, you might be able to find a different route to get home. And you get home and you find out that there was a big pileup on the, whatever the name of the highway is, the 80 or the 50 or the 270 or whatever. And that paying attention saved you some hassle. You know, we expect life to just motor on the way it motors on. And of course, the COVID pandemic taught us that that's not true, that life can be seriously interrupted. I said the other day, I told somebody, I said the rug got pulled out from all of us. And I don't think, I think it's still at the cleaners. I don't think they've given us our rug back. Stability is not something that we have in our lives right now. And that's really okay if we can learn to set our script down, look at the script, know what kind of is going on, but then just starting to pay attention to what's happening and adjust as you go along. These adjustments are good. They're healthy. They may be frustrating. You may even have that moment of things didn't go all the way I thought they would. But if you take the time to look at what's been happening, most often you'll see that everything was just fine. It just wasn't the way you would have done it in that moment. It would be really easy to turn this into a very glib, go-with-the-flow kind of talk. Going with the flow is exactly what we need to do, but that's another one of those terms that's used so much that it doesn't always resonate with people. And also it's like, well, what is the flow and how do I do that? 
when you use different terminology and think of, well, okay, I do, every one of us does have that script that we've got going in our lives. And sometimes life changes in front of our eyes. And sometimes you lose a page of the script and you don't even know what you're supposed to do anymore. And so that's where the paying attention, that's where the watching, the listening, the being with, that's where all of that comes in. And you can then have the presence of mind maybe to stop and think about what you're doing before you continue. The other aspect of going with the flow, which would also be an aspect of this paying attention thing, is not resisting. Now, Cameron cannot resist us when we're in the middle of a service, and if we're doing things that he doesn't, that aren't working for him, he cannot yell across the church, hey, you guys, you're not doing it the way you're supposed to, get it together because it ain't working for me. He doesn't have that. He has to be able to go with our flow. He has to be able to listen and pay attention and know what's going on and be there to make those adjustments. Paying attention is what allows us to make adjustments, course corrections along the way. If we've been on autopilot and we start to pay attention, then we would be making course corrections. There's so many metaphors in here. I'm getting confused. I hope you're not but they all come down to the same thing, following a script and listening, being on autopilot, uh, coming out of autopilot and making course corrections. They all have the same theme to them. And in the world that we live in right now, it's like we're called on almost every single day to adjust our thinking to something. And when we try to hold on to our script and stay with the way we want life to be, we're just going to become more and more frustrated and more and more unhappy because things aren't going the way we think they should or we want them. And I think there is a difference between how we want something to be, and how we think it should be. And they aren't the same. Just because you are used to something being a certain way doesn't mean necessarily that you like it. Think about things in your life that are just there, and you know they're there, and you're so used to them that you don't really, th- you don't really think about them. And then when you really think about it, it's like, well, I don't really like that. And this is what I would want what I would want in my life is this. And so there's, they're, they're, they're not the same at all. What I want and what I, what I have and what I'm used to and what could be happening, they're all very different or they can be very different. And that's why we need to pay attention. And I just had a silly example come into my head. It's like when we first moved into the house that we're living in now, I set up the kitchen a certain way and it's almost two years now. And recently I realized that I didn't really like the way I had things on the counter set up and I hadn't really thought about it. It was kind of annoying, but I just kept leaving it there because that's where I put it when I, when we moved in and I had not paid attention. I had not spent a lot of time figuring out exactly the very best way to set up the counters because we've got a lot of counters in this house. And then I, I took some time about a week and a half ago when I looked at it and I thought, well, if this is over here and then this is moved over here and oh, I could put the paper towel here and I could put the mixer here. All of a sudden, I have a workspace that works much better. There's a much better flow. Now, it wasn't horrible before, but 
there was something about it that was just kind of tweaked me and it wasn't, it just didn't work as well. You know, it was really minor. And at the same time, when I was working in the kitchen trying to do certain things, the only way I can describe it is kind of this eh, eh thing going into my head. It's like, I don't like this, but I, I, I couldn't articulate it. And I had to find a space where I had the time and the energy to stand there and look at it and think about it. And the other thing that I have a couple of appliances that I hardly ever used because they were big and clunky and they wouldn't fit on the counter in my old house. And I did, so I barely used them. And now I've got room to have them out and I've got this great mixer and I don't bake a whole lot anymore, but I still do. But all of a sudden, because I have a place to keep that big heavy mixer out where I can get to it, I am baking more and I'm using it for more things. I paid attention to what space I had, I paid attention to what I could do with that space as opposed to going with another script that I had in my head was that in my house that I grew up in, we never had anything out on the counter. Even the toaster went into the cupboard. And when you wanted to use the toaster, you pulled it out. And for me, it's like, if I want to use the toaster every day, I don't want to pull it out every day. So that was already out. But the script I had still told me, keep the counter as clean as, as, as clear of things as you can. So it was like, get over the script. That was your mom's script. It worked for her. It worked when you were growing up, but hey, it ain't working for me. So I'm going to change it. And I have a more workable kitchen. It's a simple example, but it's, it's a way to think about the other aspects of your life and the places where you are maybe just on autopilot and not paying a lot of attention. The third thing that came up when I was thinking about this is what an expert Cameron is at doing what he does. And then I, I'm, then I take that into me being in the kitchen. I'm an expert in my kitchen, not necessarily a cooking, but I am an expert of my workspace. I, need, I know what I need and I know where I need it and why I need it and why I want it there. And I get to make most of those decisions because I'm in there more than my husband. So I'm the expert in that case. And I realized that we are all experts in this, in this area of, of our scripts and of our paying attention. So I'm an expert at my scripts. You're an expert at your script. You're an expert at what you really need to pay attention to, that what you can change, that what, what you have to be able to adjust as you go through your day. You're the only one who knows that. You're the only expert in your life, and you are an expert in your life. And I think it's important to understand that you're an expert in your life. Your partner, your children, your boss, and all the other people in the world who have opinions are not experts about you and your script. There is nobody else who can tell me how to run my kitchen. Now, somebody might come in and make a suggestion and say, hey, if you put this here, look how efficient it would be. And I get to agree with them or not agree with them because I'm the expert on how I operate. I'm the expert on what I need. I'm the expert for my life. And you are the expert for your life as well. When you give yourself credit for being the expert in your life, when you give yourself credit for knowing what really works for you, what's good for you, what will make things easier, and you start to pay attention to your own expertise, that's when you can really get into the flow of your life, 
when you can look at your script, understand your script, and go off script because you're paying attention to what really needs to happen, not what's supposed to happen. And maybe that's the best lesson that Cameron has given us today is that being in the flow means exactly that, is that you know what's supposed to happen, what can happen, and then you turn on your intuition, you turn on your attention, and you go with what is actually happening in the moment. Being here, being now, being an expert on what's happening inside you, what's happening outside you, and what you need to do about it, and how you want to respond. Thank you, Cameron, for the wonderful, wonderful lesson. I wish you a wonderful, insightful, and attention-paying week. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now, until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the son and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.